0: Hello, baseball fans. This is your pal, Solly, from Locked On MLB. This is a special teaser edition of the Locked On MLB 2021 Major League Baseball Playoff Preview, which I'm hosting along with Jeff Carr, the host of Locked On Reds. To see the whole episode, check out Locked On MLB wherever you get your podcast, or follow us on our YouTube channel, which is called Locked On MLB. Lots of content there. So please enjoy.
2: You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Locked On MLB playoff preview here. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. As you can tell from my little graphic, for those of you listening to us on YouTube, you can always call me Sully and follow me at Sully Baseball. I have a guest host today who is a friend of the podcast and is going to be my co-pilot today. What's your name? Sign in, please.
3: Hey, what's up, Sully? It's Jeff from On Reds. Jeff Carr, in case you want to know my last name. Man, we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Got we got so
0: much to talk about. Fantastic final... Game of the season, but you know what? I'll cover my thoughts about the end of the season. Everything if those of you who subscribe to Locked On will be that'll be that'll be uh, the the show for tomorrow. This is the playoff preview, and what do we have going on today? We have ourselves a bunch of the Locked On hosts whose teams are going to the postseason are going to be joining us for the preview. You and I are going to talk a little bit about the day, and we are going to discuss what is the poll we're going to be discussing.
3: We got the power poll. Sully, we're going to look at the power rankings for all of the playoff teams. Looking go. forward to that because I know we are going to disagree with most of these rankings.
0: Yeah, I, I we've already taken a peek at it, and I'm always like, nope, nope. Uh, very emotional final day of the season. By the way, uh, you can follow Lockdown MLB on Twitter, Locked On MLB Pods. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Jeff Carr is at Jeff. F car two F three Fs three Fs three Fs three Fs because two Fs were not enough. No. Um. Hey Jeff, what? Just tell me your thoughts a little bit on the crazy finale. Uh, we didn't get the chaos that we were hoping of multiple tie right. games and 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 uh, tie breaking games that we could have had, but it was still a thrilling f- finale.
3: Well, you know, Sully was nice to see Nick Castellanos get to 100 RBIs and see Joy. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, the Reds aren't yeah. in the
0: playoffs. Dead coming.
3: <sighs> anyway, yeah, as far as the drama goes when it comes to the American League, I, I really thought there was going to be a little bit more. We might at least get one tiebreaker game type scenario, but just everything seemed to fall into place there late in all of those games because for a moment there, it looked like the Nationals with uh, is, it, is it Joe a Ad- a, a done?
0: whoever it was he had before today he had that was thrown a beautiful ex- yeah. exactly as many games in the major leagues as i had and yeah. he came in and stymied the reds well think about it like the red sox and yankees both won in their final at bats yep. and the, the in terms of those two teams you got to give credit to yes i know judge got to walk off it but you got to give credit to the parade of yankee pitchers who kept the Rays off the board, especially a day after they blew up they blew him out on Saturday, that there was a bunch of times the Yankees were looked like they were on the ropes and they kept the Rays off the board. And so you got to give the Yankees bullpen tons of credit. And Tyone tons of credit with his bad ankle for pitching into the was it the third or fourth inning. He did what you needed to do. Uh and as for the Red Sox, the credit has to go to Rafi Devers who came up big with the two home runs, the home run in the ninth inning put the Red Sox ahead for good, and also the Verdugo for hitting the game-tying double. And things look dire for the Red Sox, we were down 5-1 and looked dead from the neck up. And uh, as great as the Nats young rookie pitcher was, the Nats bullpen did what they do best, and that is handover leads. In the second straight game, they handed a lead to the Red Sox late. And uh, so, you know, the two franchises that everybody hates, the Red Sox and the Yankees, uh, at least be happy fans that one of them will be eliminated at the wild card game. So there you have that. And and they're both going to be sacrificial lambs to the Tampa Bay Rays who are just heads and shoulders better than everybody else in the American League right now.
3: Right, It's like, congratulations, you just made it into the playoffs and you happen to win our one-game wild card. Tell them what they won, Sully. They're going to face the toughest team in the American League and they're going to lose. I I don't see anybody beating the Rays, at least before the championship series uh, gets going. But I tell you what, speaking of the Red Sox and all that different stuff, let's talk about that power poll because we've been talking about this whole rankings thing and how we disagree Mm -hmm. with it. Uh, coming up here, look at this Red Sox dead last. So by the way, fans in Boston, I don't think you're feeling super well about that, but when you uh, look
0: at, will just say as a native New Englander, uh, I kind of agree with that of all the playoff yeah. teams. I mean, the one thing the Red Sox have going from a little bit is the fact that their bats may have woken up, but they can't rely on facing the nationals bullpen. So, right. I mean, that's what, that's what helped them sweep that series. But uh, I, I actually agree with the Red Sox being of the 10 postseason teams being the weakest team. I don't trust their their uh, their pitching. Let's just, by the way, let's bring the poll back up for audio listeners. Some of us are not in the YouTube world. And please, please follow us on YouTube at Lockdown MLB. That's our handle. But let's take a quick look at that poll again because you have the Red Sox at number 10. We'll do this David Letterman style. Uh, at number 10, if we could see the poll again, uh, the 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 uh, uh, the power ranking. Uh, I confess I don't have it memorized at this point. Uh, so, okay, we'll do this David Letterman style. Number 10, we have the Red Sox, who will be facing the Yankees, of course, in the wild card game. At number nine, we have the Atlanta Braves, who have the lowest win total of any of the... Teams, Boy, they are happy of geography that they're guaranteed a spot in the division series, but the 106 win Dodgers are not. (laughs) Thank you, geography. Uh, Number eight, the Yankees. I think that's a little, what, what do you think about the Yankees being that low? I in think the, that's a little
3: league. bit of a disrespect. I think a lot of it has to do with what the bullpens look like for the last couple of months. It's mm-hmm. just kind of been a hodgepodge that they've kind of cobbled together and limped into the wild card. But I still think that they are better than at least the next team that's above them. You can yeah. make an argument for that sixth team as well.
0: Um, number seven, the St. Louis Cardinals, who uh, Jeff and I were talking off screen about the fact that they completely torpedoed the drama of the National League wildcard by channeling the 2007 Rockies and going on that winning streak. Um, the Cardinals, I mean, look, at they play incredibly well down the stretch. I don't – if they're going to face Max Scherzer in a one-game playoff. Right. Uh, it's fine. Seven, eight, who cares? Um, number six, you have the Chicago White Sox. I think that's pretty accurate. I think the White Sox benefited for playing in a division where several teams were tanking and also they played very well against bad teams and not so great against really good teams. That being said, if Carlos Rodon is pitching well uh, along with um Giolito and along with Lance Lynn uh, they've got decent pitching and they, and yeah. they can hit. So um, I they may do well, uh, number five, we have the Milwaukee Brewers. Tell me your thoughts on the Milwaukee Brewers,
3: the Milwaukee Brewers. For me, I, if you were to ask me about the most talented team in the league, I don't think I'd pick them, but I definitely think they are the most deepest when it comes to their pitching staff. Like even their long guys, if they've got a situation where Woodruff or Burns, maybe gets into trouble early in the game. And Craig council, who by the way, is one of the better managers in major league baseball, believes that it's time to get them out of the game, they can rely on Eric Lauer or Brent Souter to really give them a couple of solid innings. I don't care how big the situation is, those guys can pitch. So when I think about the Brewers, they have the exact recipe for what you need. They got a couple of really good hitters. Their lineup isn't really that scary, but the pitching is just absolutely phenomenal.
0: Um I I'm I'm gonna I think that it's ridiculous they're this low. I think it's insane that it's low. I think Eric Lauer and Aaron Ashby would be the number two and three starters for the Red Sox. And they're coming out of the bullpen for the Brewers. And I think their lineup is good enough to score two or three runs a game, which I think is enough to win. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the fact that they are not top two or three is insane. Um, But uh, we go to number four, which is Houston Astros, who I think are too high. Uh, this is yep. not a knock. I know Astros Twitter hates me, but um, I think the Astros did a nice job, and I think they the fact that they're matched with the White Sox is very, very favorable. It's a great matchup for the Astros. I think they match up wonderfully with the White Sox and will probably win that series. They'll probably find themselves in the ALCS, but uh, I would be stunned if they made it to the World Series. Yeah, um, if,
3: it, if they play Rodon early and they get up on him early, they could win that series – Maybe not in a suite, but, I mean, that that would be a very quick series for Houston.
0: But number three is the team with the best record in baseball. They still no respect San Francisco (laughs) Giants. Do you know what? I guarantee you there's still people saying, do you know what? I think eventually the Dodgers will catch up with the Giants. I mean, (laughs) at what point, how many games? Think of all the great giant teams from the era of Carl Hubble, Bill Terry, Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Jack Clark, Will Clark, Barry Bonds, Tim Lincecum—all those teams couldn't win hundred and seven ball games. This team right. could. Holy Toledo! This Doledo. team that was supposed
3: to win like seventy-seven, at, I, I, you know, I, in spring
0: training. <laughs> I thought the Giants were going to be a contender. I thought the Giants were going to be—we're uh, were going to contend for the second wild card spot. Okay, I, I did. I I, I respect him that point. And it didn't stun me that they became a playoff contender. But who saw this? No.
3: I mean, no, I'm with but- you. I looked at them preseason. I thought, ooh, scrappy team, going to be fun to watch. They could sneak up on some people. They didn't sneak up on anybody. They blew everybody's doors off. Well, of That's was up up. phenomenal.
0: It's yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, think about the, you know, anyway, I mean, look at the, I, I understand not picking him to win at all. I'm not picking him to win at all. Um, Man. but, uh, you know, at some point you got to say, wh- what do we have to do to earn one of the top three spots or the top Don't two? Get no spots? Spot.
3: Don't get, no um,
0: number two, when we're going to be talking to Ulysses Sombrano later, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I-, I think you and I are in agreement. They are just the best team in the American league. It's the Rays yeah. and everybody else. Um, I, I,
3: I don't know. I mean, you've got to have some crazy things happen in multiple games for anyone else in the American League to sneak up and beat these guys. I think the Rays are my easy pick to go to the World Series out of the American
0: League. And there, there have been years, now to, to be fair, there have been years when a team is the heads and shoulders favorite and another team matches up with them. You know, I mean, obviously there's a bunch of the Atlanta Braves teams during the Bobby Cox years where a Marlins or a Padres just happened to match up with their pitching. Um, but the, the and, and I think the biggest upset I ever saw was uh, San Francisco upsetting the Philadelphia Phillies in 2010, and then the Cardinals doing the same thing to them in 2011, because those Phillies teams should have rampaged to the World Series. So while it is possible, I don't see a 2010 Giants or uh, waiting in the wings there. Maybe the Astros or the White Sox could get hot. I do, don't think there's a prayer it's going to be the Red Sox or Yankees, quite frankly. Um, but I, I would be stunned, stunned if the Rays didn't go back to the World Series.
3: I completely agree with you. And then that leaves us our top team on the power poll. And I think both of us, uh, probably if, if you're looking at equal situations, I think we both agree that talent wise, this is probably the best team there, but they just aren't in the same spot as the rays and the giants, but the Dodgers, because that's the only team we haven't talked about yet Mm -hmm. are the number one team on this power poll, Sully, I think that this is way too high for a team that, yes, I understand Max Scherzer is going to pitch this wild card game, and he is an amazing pitcher, and he was born for this type of scenario, but you're still talking about a couple of really crazy swings, and the Cardinals could upset the number one team in the power pool.
0: Well, I think the thing that could go against the Dodgers is the fact that if you put an Adam Wainwright on the mound, a guy who's Mm -hmm. been there and done that and does not care, and the Cardinals have nothing to lose. If they lose the wild card game, twenty-three to nothing, no They're one would say a bad to. yeah. No one would say a bad word to them. Uh, if the Dodgers lose, then you're seeing the single greatest defense of a World Series championship since the days of Connie Mack turn into Smart. a one-and-done. Uh, the the pressure on the Dodgers is intense, and the pressure on the Cardinals is non-existent. So uh, I do think LA is going to win, but then it's a one game. You're predicting one effing game. And I right. said, effing cause I do not want an explicit rating on this, but right. anything, any team can beat anyone in one game, especially a team like the Cardinals who are on fire and, and would be play, playing super loose. So, uh, you know, it, it isn't, ins- it's insane that the Dodgers and Giants cannot play in the National Championship Series against each other—that is absolutely bonkers—and uh, but that's a topic for another podcast. I think putting the Dodgers at the top spot—I—I um, I, I understand that the defending World Series champions just won 106 ball games. It's not like they're—it's not like they put the Padres on top, but uh, I do think that the Brewers are way too low. That the yes. team—that that team, Milwaukee—I think will beat. Uh, Atlanta, and I think whichever team gets out of the division series, either it, whether it's the Giants, Dodgers, or Cardinals, uh, I think the Brewers are going to be better than them in a best of seven series. So I think the Dodgers are too high. I think the Astros are too high. I think some of the people who voted on this were too high, and I think <laughs> the uh, Brewers are too low.
3: Yeah, I think the Brewers make it to the World Series for the National League. I'm looking at a Brewers-Rays series, and Mm -hmm. I got the Brewers winning in seven. Uh, I I love the Milwaukee Brewers in this playoff. The way that they match up with these different teams, I think they pitch better than anybody that they're going to face, and I think that they can hit enough, especially because of the acquisition of Willie Adamas, which I think was probably the best trade that anybody made this season.
0: And if the Rays play the Brewers... It will be only the second time in the last 100 years that two franchises who have never won the World Series faced off in the World Series. Now, to be fair, Milwaukee does have a World Series title when the Braves won in 1957. But who's counting? But also keep in (laughs) mind that the Indians would look up and say, oh, great. The Milwaukee has had two teams win a World Series title in their town since we last won. But <laughs> two franchises that have won their share of World Series since then have been the Red Sox and the Yankees. And Jason Mastrad- Donato and Stacy Gotsoulias in a matchup of two podcast hosts who need to have their names written phonetically for us all <laughs> to not stumble on us. Red Sox-Yankees, the matchup, the rematch, the, the battle in the back bay are going to be on the next segment where we're going to be talking about the wild card game between the two most hated teams of baseball and the matchup that TBS is so happy is happening. Hey, it's your pal Sully. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game. You want to watch another game live. You want to have two games going at the same time like we had all day Sunday. And then you got to stream your favorite shows. Then you're watching the team highlights on your phone. Then you've got your friends log in so you can watch all the good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment in one place without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. What's it called? It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings together your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch all your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. Direct TV means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together With Direct TV Stream, you can learn more at directtv.com. Directtv.com, compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, baseball fans. It's Sully with an incredible app for everybody who buys gas that they need to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL for GetUpside get upside good for gas
3: all right for our next summit we are going to
0: preview this
3: amazing al wild card that honestly just got figured out we're talking about game 162 is where we had to get to to figure out that the Red Sox and the Yankees, yes, everybody's favorite pairing is going to be playing a one game winner take all situation. Sully and me are joined. Sully and I, how about I take English once in a while? Are joined Lockdown by Stacey,
0: Welcome to Locked On Grammar. <laughs> yeah,
3: Locked On Grammar are joined by the host of the Locked On Yankees podcast, Stacey Gatsoulias, and the host of the Locked On Red Sox podcast, co-host uh, Jason Mastrodonato, Guys, first of all, how are you doing? Is your stress level at a million? Is Are, are you cool as a cucumber? Where are we at right now?
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll defer to you, Jason. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, I'm just glad I don't have to book travel plans. I thought I, thought <laughs> I was going to have to go to Toronto or maybe go to Seattle. I didn't know what was going to happen this weekend. And then uh, the Red Sox took care of business because watching them play against the Orioles earlier this week, it did not look good. And we've kind of seen this team play to their competition for so much of the year. Um, and especially the last couple of months, it seems like whenever there's a big game, they just fall apart. And the Yankees handled them last weekend and kind of put them into a tailspin. And then the Orioles gave it to them good this week. And you didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, it, it was not easy for them to beat the Washington Nationals, which maybe it should have been. This is not a very good team. There's really like one player in this lineup that scares you. Um, and they had a guy making his major league debut who pitched pretty well against them on Sunday, Um, but they found a way to get it done, and it was kind of the way that their whole season went, that it was sloppy, it wasn't perfect, this is a flawed team, this is, in my opinion, not a particularly good baseball team, but they just find a way to win games.
0: I want to say that there's – the turning point of this weekend for the Red Sox, for me at least – was the fact that Juan Soto's sacrifice fly was not a grand slam in center field in that game. I thought... There was the sun was going to rise, the sun was going to set, and Juan Soto was going to hit a grand slam at that particular moment. And I was thinking, it's Giancarlo Stanton all over again, who I think since we started this, Giancarlo Stanton hit two more homers against the Red Sox since this podcast <laughs> began. Um, he hit in the weekend against the, Yankee, uh, the Yankees Red Sox series. He hit 48 home runs in that weekend against the Red Sox, all of them grand slams. And I thought for sure that Soto's ball was going to go into center field. And I just thought like, okay, well, at least they got one game against Toronto coming up. And when that stayed in the park, and then let's face it, the Christian Vasquez triple may have been, the Christian Vasquez triple and the Verdugo double this afternoon were the two turning points. Yes, I know Devers hit the home run in the ninth, but until those moments, the Red Sox looked dead from the neck up after being shut out by the Orioles, who won about as many games as I did this year. And yeah. and I think those two moments, the Soto sack fly, the Vasquez triple, and then Verdugo's double today uh, were the turning points for clinching a wild card spot for the Red Sox.
1: I think so. Absolutely. And, you know, Verdugo has, he had just made a huge base running error earlier in the game. And the first five innings of this game, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, let's see the Red Sox ace. Didn't show up, you know, basically, I mean, he was just trying to strike everybody out, ran his pitch count up, and then started walking guys, and that was that. The left fielder made a base running mistake. The right fielder injured his ankle running out to right field to play in the fifth inning, and it was like, what are the Red Sox doing? They're just coughing it up all over again. Like, this is what they're doing, and so they need some big hits to bail them out, and that's what they've done all year. They make mistakes. They're not very good at base running. They're terrible at defense. Their pitching's been inconsistent, but their offense is good enough and their hitters have enough experience coming through in those moments in the clutch that they found a way to win games. And, you know, it's funny. Somebody said on, on Twitter to me that, you know, it's too bad the Yankees don't have a soft-tossing lefty who throws 86 that they could throw on Tuesday because those are the guys that handle the Red Sox lineup. Like Garrett Cole throws 98? Oh, they're fine. Like they've hit Cole a little bit this year. But it's the soft-tossing lefties this week that just – crushed them and they had to find a way to come back and win those games.
0: I'm going to throw over to Stacy for this particular question here. Well, I mean, it's, it's more of a statement on my part. The, the Yankees faced a huge gauntlet where they had to play the Red Sox, Toronto, and Tampa to finish the season. And they passed with unbelievably flying colors. Even though they lost the series to Tampa, they had the doors blown off the dump in Saturday and they came back. The bats were dead. But the pitching shut down a team that scored at will just the night before. And I know Tampa had nothing to play for, but they they were playing hard. And I give a tremendous amount of credit for the parade of pitchers who came in after Tyon started and to get that critical victory today.
2: Yeah, it was quite a performance and Little worried there just because of them using all those guys and then wondering if there was going to be a game 163, what Boone could possibly do for Monday. But thank goodness that's not happening. And of course, you know, everything that Jason was saying about the Red Sox, you could say about the Yankees. I mean, it's basically been the same thing for them the whole season. Um, The defense has been shoddy, the pitching has been questionable. You have guys on the offense that you know can hit, but sometimes they don't. Um, You know, it's been a roller coaster of a season. They play down to their competition. If you have a junkie ball thrower, you know, pitcher that throws 86, they can't hit him. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but someone was saying that Michael Waka against everyone else has like a five, seven, six ERA and against the Yankees, it's under two because he just was that kind of pitcher against them. And, you know, yeah, the I, I can't get, I actually can't get over how well the pitching staff did today. And it was really one of those moments where you just, it was another one of those, what the hell is the offense waiting for? And then all of a sudden they came alive in the ninth inning, got those two hits. You know, Odoors was a bloop, but Rizzo hit a really hard ball that could have been the game winner. But because it was hit so hard, Tampa was able to throw it in. And, you know, I was wondering if they were going to walk Judge to face Stanton and try and set up the double play there. Because I mean, (laughs) you know, if you've been watching the Yankees all year, you know, they've hit into about 8 billion double plays. Um, And as Sully said, the Rays, even though they had nothing to play for, they like torturing the Yankees. So the Yankees did have something big against them and they passed, thank goodness. But yes, it took until the last, (laughs) the last inning, the bottom of the ninth. And there you go. And that's how they got into the postseason. so.
0: I just yeah. want to say one thing. I think one of the biggest turning point games of the entire year that turned two franchises and maybe a Cy Young contention around was the Yankees victory against Robbie Ray. That if the Yankees lost that game, Toronto wins that series. The entire complexion of this weekend is different. Robbie Ray wins the Cy Young award. Today's complex. Everything changed in a game where the Cy Young frontrunner had a lead, I think of the sixth or seventh and the Yankees came back to win that. And from that moment, the Yankees controlled their own destiny in a way that when we look back at this season, that's going to be, I think, one of the big turning point games for the Yankees, especially if they move forward against uh, Tampa in the division series. Well, yes. I, uh, okay. That's, I guess that's not a question. <laughs> my face. A state. I mean, you know...
2: It- <laughs> It's like okay, great. They made the playoffs, and if they win the wild card, oh, they're going to face Tampa. Great, wonderful. So, well, you know. well,
0: what's your pick for the game? I mean, we got uh, the the late Chris Sale is pitching probably for, or is it Nathan Eovaldi? One of them is going to be pitching Evaldi. for Boston for the first two innings, and I'm guessing Garrett Cole is getting the start for the for the Yankees. What do you got?
2: Garrett Cole pitches iffy and okay every other start, and he was iffy in his last start. So I'm thinking he's going to be okay on Tuesday. Um, but it's going to – I don't know. I i, th- I think it's going to be one of those, like, down to the wire last second. Something's going to happen. Crazy games that ha- always happen in Fenway. So we'll see. I think I, so can't, a- I can't make a prediction. I really don't know. I could go either way. It really can. I don't know.
1: It's one game. I, I think so, too. Yeah, it's, like, such a perfectly – Uh, matched game. I mean, these are perfectly matched teams. They both play terrible defense. They're kind of inconsistent on pitching, but they have some hitters who know how to hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Red Sox have hit Cole decently well. The Yankees have hit Evaldi decently well. I think they're going to go to their – both teams will probably go to the bullpen pretty quickly in this game. And it's a good thing that we don't have the man on second in extra innings rule for the postseason because I think we could get some fun extra inning games, uh, including this one,
0: that could make it pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? Uh, the ratings should be high and uh, these, these blood pressure will be even higher for anyone who grew up watching the Red Sox and Yankees. Stacy. And it's what, thanks so much for joining the show and check them out on locked on Yankees and locked on Red Sox. And one of them will have the honor of being beaten by the rays in the division series. So we'll see how that works out.
2: A <laughs> hey, prime members.